godly prosperity, then the blessing of the Lord must first of all be in you and must be at work in your life. Amen. Amen. It must be at work in you and you must understand what the blessing is. You should understand. Eternal life is our source of health in Christianity. Eternal life is our source of health. That means that when we learn how to appropriate eternal life in our human bodies, then we are learning or we learn how to live in health. Amen. In the same way, or in a similar way, the blessing of the Lord or the Abrahamic blessing is our source of wealth. The source of wealth. You see, of godly wealth. So once the blessing of Abraham is in you or upon your life, then you are qualified in the sight of God for the manifestation of wealth in your life. And it's important that we understand that every Christian must be wealthy because the gospel, for the gospel to reach nations and cities, it takes wealth. Amen. It doesn't take small, small salaries. It takes what? It takes wealth. It's very important. I came to understand some of these things when we started our TV broadcast. That is when I got to know that you go on TV for just 30 minutes and you have to pay 3000 That is somebody's salary for 30 minutes. You are going for 30 minutes for one week, for one month, just one day. Let's say you want to come on TV for 30 minutes just for one Saturday or one Sunday or one Friday, you are paying 3000 for certain TV stations, you are paying more than 3000 3000 for certain TV stations. If you are going the whole month, is how much? 3, 4, 12. So you are paying 12000 which is beyond most salaries in Ghana. It's very important. So, it's very important we understand if we want people to, we want to reach the gospel, we want to, we want to reach out to people all over the world, apart from going on TV, media, you want to erect and build a billboard, you ask for a build, big billboard, and you are around 9,000, 8,000, 12,000. Amen. Amen. A big one in town, before what you pay. So, the gospel, in as much as we want to reach everyone, is costly with regards to those areas. Amen. Amen. And so, every Christian must desire to see the promotion of the gospel. Did you hear what I said? And if you desire to see the promotion of the gospel, then you desire to work in wealth for that purpose. The scripture says, through prosperity shall my cities be spread abroad. Amen. If you are opening branches, every branch you want to open, every uh, venue you want to have a program, you would pay, true or false. You have to set up correctly, true or false. If you have 10 branches across Accra, you pay all. You can't go and say, I'm doing it for free, and later when God blesses me, I'll come and pay. Do you know what I'm saying? We also enter that point where you are owning things. That is the purpose of the blessing. In fact, the purpose of the blessing is ownership. The blessing of Abraham, write it down. One major purpose of the blessing of, of, of Abraham is ownership. So every Christian must have an ownership mentality. 
an ownership mentality to own. To own. You cannot give out to a church what you don't own. True or false? You can't. You can't give us a land if you don't own the land. You can't give us a house for a program or for anything if you don't own that house. So one of the, 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 the important things we should learn about the blessing is ownership. The desire to own with what purpose? The purpose of promoting the gospel. Promoting the gospel should be one of the foremost part of every Christian's life. Write it down. Promoting the gospel in different ways, in different forms. Promoting the gospel. Living to promote the gospel must be your desire and your focus as a Christian. Living to promote the gospel. Living to promote the gospel. And if you want to do that, then you need to not only see the blessing of Abraham in the Bible, but appropriate the Abrahamic blessings through your understanding of it in your life. If you understand what I just said, shout glory. glory. Well, we are ready to promote the gospel here. It's very important. Your heart desire must be to promote the gospel. It has benefits or profits in this time and the time to come. It has benefits in this time and the time to come. Your heart desire must go beyond your self-interest. Your heart desire must go beyond your self-interest. I want money to marry. I want money to do this. Personal interest must go beyond that. That is a Christian. Not only him and his sister or his brother, but all men. Today we want to reach all men. Is it expensive or is it not expensive? Come on, shout glory. glory. Is that not powerful? So we said that the Abrahamic blessing the Abrahamic blessing was given to Abraham as a promise. God made a promise to Abraham. And God made a covenant with Abraham. God made a promise to Abraham. And God made a covenant with Abraham. And any descendant of Abraham out. He was qualifying the descendants of Abraham after the flesh and qualifying the descendants of Abraham after faith. And was qualifying them through the blessings. So he gave them, he gave Abraham the promise and then made a covenant also with him. And we said that, we said that if you have not listened to the message, you can go back and listen to it. It's very important. If you don't listen to it, you'll miss a lot of things. Amen. 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 Very important. It's very important. Say, it's very important, sir. Very important. So if you have not listened to it, so we're going to go back, listen to it, two immutable things, get your Bible, sit on it, for your own benefit. Blessings, we are all, every Christian is blessed. But not everyone is living in the blessing. 
that way, not everyone is experiencing supernatural wealth or wealth through supernatural means. Not every Christian. But every Christian is blessed. And we'll get into that soon. Amen. Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? Is that powerful? Yes, so it's very important that we understand that. It's very important. Genesis chapter 12. Let's go back there. Genesis chapter 12. And we said the blessing, the, before you see it in the, throughout the scriptures, whenever you see the blessing of Abraham at work in the life of any individual, then the Holy Spirit has orchestrated it. Amen. As, okay, so we say the, the blessing of Abraham or the blessing is a divine influence of the spirit in the spirit of a person that provokes the creation of success, that provokes the creation of wealth, that provokes the creation of prosperity, that manufactures things in the life of the Christian, that provokes the manifestation of the inheritance of the Christian. Shall glory. So we talk about Genesis chapter 12 when God made a promise to Abraham. In Genesis chapter 15 when God made a covenant with Abraham. And that covenant was extended to the Jews after so many years. And they experienced the blessings. Jacob experienced it. Amen. Esau even experienced it. Even Esau experienced it. The blessing. Joseph experienced it. Judah experienced it. The whole, the Jews experienced the blessings of Abraham. But that was based on their covenant that God made with Abraham. Come on, shout glory. Who caught what I just said there? Is it very simple? So don't miss it. It's very important. The blessing is about ownership. You need to own a jet for you to give it to a church. True or false? It's ownership. It's ownership. And I said that let us not place a limitation on what the Spirit of God can orchestrate into our lives. Through the blessings. No limitation. Say no limitation. It means that we can meet you today like this. And the next day, you have become a distributor of wealth. Amen. Come on, shout glory. Glory. Go hear what I just said there. I you, sir. So let's go to Galatians chapter 3. I think so that I don't go back to what. And this time we are talking about the seed of Abraham after faith. The seed of Abraham. We ended the last time by talking the seed of Abraham after the flesh. The seed of Abraham after faith. Amen. The seed of Abraham after the flesh, after, after faith. So A is the seed of Abraham after the flesh, which we explained last time. Last two Sundays on two immutable things, and then we the seed of Abraham after faith. Say the seed of Abraham after faith. So God had foreseen something. Take us to Galatians 
chapter 6. Or let us start from Romans chapter 4. I think that would be a blessing to us. We have a lot of readings to do today on this. Romans chapter 4 from verse 1. Romans chapter 4 from verse 1. What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh has found? Mm -hmm. Verse 2. For if Abraham were justified by works, he had well off to glory, but not before God. For what said the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So Abraham's righteousness was as a result of his faith in God, not as a result of his works. Did you hear what I said? Abraham's righteousness was a result of his faith in God. Abraham's blessing was as a result of his faith in God. The scripture says that God told Abraham, says, for in you shall all nations be blessed. When God said that to Abraham, Abraham believed. Even though Abraham had no child, he believed God. Because of that, he was counted righteous. God called him or made him righteous. God said, because you have believed what I said, you are righteous. Amen. That makes him what we refer to as the father of faith. The father of faith. Because he believed what God has said. But you see, when God was telling Abraham that in you, and you see this, this in Genesis chapter 12, we read that last week, so I don't want to go back. And by the time I check, all my time is up. Is that not true? So if you are, maybe you are online, wherever you miss it, or whenever you are watching that, this message and you miss it, go back to two immutable things. I think part one there is there on Facebook and you catch it there. Amen. Amen. But you see, in Genesis chapter 12, we are told that. In Genesis chapter 15 also, we are told that. God told Abraham that I've made you the father of many nations. And Abraham believed God. Because of that act of Abraham, Abraham had set a stage for any other person. Because God did that. The scripture says, foreseeing what was, that God was going to just, justify the Gentiles through faith. So God knew that a generation was going to come that would be a generation of faith. And first of all, preached or talked about the Abrahamic blessing to Abraham. Indeed shall all nations be blessed. And Abraham believed. Because Abraham believed, he had made it possible for all those who also believe in the Lordship of Jesus or who express their faith in God through Jesus Christ to also have access to the Abrahamic blessing. Did you hear what I said? That is the seed of Abraham. So uh, Paul in talking to Romans, talking to the Roman church and writing this thing to them and to us also was is trying to make us know that whatever we talk about concerning Abraham is as a result of his faith. Amen. So this is for what said the scripture. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Continue for verse 4. Now to him that work is the reward not reckoned of grace but of debt. Uh-huh. Continue. But to him that worketh not but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, 
His faith is counted for righteousness. Continue. Even as David, go to verse 13. Oh, Lagadosh, Kapalagadosh, Velegadosh. For the promise, are we there now? For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. The promise, say the promise. These are two things you must never forget. The promise, the covenant. And the truth that the promise was first given to Abraham before the covenant was made with Abraham. The purpose of the covenant was to include what Abraham's descendants after biological order in the blessing. Is that true? Is that true? That's the purpose of the covenant. And you see the covenant in Genesis chapter 15. The purpose of the promise in Genesis chapter 12 that was given to Abraham. Why is it a promise? Because when God told Abraham, it had not yet been realized. Had it been realized? No. He said, through you shall all nations be blessed. So now in Romans chapter 4 verse 13, Paul says that for the promise. Say the promise. promise. Say it again. Say the promise. promise. Or say it as you mean it. Say the promise. promise. It says for the promise that Abraham should be the heir of the world. He should be what? The heir of the world. He should be what? The heir of the world. So when God said, in you shall all nations be blessed, God had promised him that he will be the heir, the inheritor. The one to inherit the world. So everything you see in this world belongs to Abraham. Listen to me. and You'll catch this thing when I'm done. Is that not powerful? But it was a promise to him. The promise that he should be the heir, the inheritor of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. So the scriptures identifies the seed of Abraham according to the law. Come on, is it there? But through the righteousness of faith, so the leg, say the leg, Upon which the Abrahamic blessing stands is the righteousness of faith. Write it down. The leg on which the Abrahamic blessing stands is the righteousness of faith. God made Abraham righteous through his faith in him. Amen. 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 For knowing or foreseeing that he was, going to, he was going to make all nations righteous through their faith. Let me say it again. God made Abraham righteous through his faith in him. With the foreknowledge or with the foresight that he, God, was also going to make all nations righteous, whether Jew, Gentile, righteous through their faith in him. You hear what I said there? So now it says, For the promise that he should be the heir. Okay, wait. Go to Genesis chapter 12. Let's read that particular scripture so that you don't miss it. So that you don't miss it. So that, so that I don't miss it. Is that not powerful? So take a Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to 3 quickly. Genesis. Oh, Daba Ashata Ali Gadosh. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Uh-huh, verse 2. 
and I will make thee of a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. Great, sorry. And thou, thou shalt be a blessing. Uh -huh. I will bless them that bless thee. And I will curse him that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Did you hear that? In you shall all families be blessed. When God said that, he had made a promise to Abraham. Who heard what I said? He had made a promise. In you shall all families of the earth be blessed. So it means that if families of the earth will be blessed, they have to be in one way or the other connected to Abraham. True or false? Because in him shall all families be blessed. <laughs> but if God says that, then God had to divide that means device that means by which families will be connected to Abraham so that that blessing he's spoken about those families will be connected to it is that not true he had to devise a means so if I say in you shall all families be blessed I have to look for a means that all the families all over the world all the nations all over can be connected to you else the world uh huh Verse 2. And Abraham said, Lord God, what would thou give me seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliza of Damas Damascus. Uh -huh, continue. And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my and lo, one born in my house is my heir. Uh -huh, continue. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Thou shalt not be, this shall not be thy heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy own bowels shall be thy heir. Continue. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, for thou, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. Do you see that? Now continue. And he believed. In the Lord. He did what? So Genesis 12 speaks about the promise. Genesis 15 talks about how Abraham believed in what God said. Then it says, He and Abraham believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. So because Abraham believed what God had said, when he showed him the stars, what he had already told him in Genesis 12 that in you shall all families or nations be blessed. In Genesis chapter 15, he came and God comes again. And this time he shows him the stars. This is how your seed will be. Then Abraham said, I believe in you. I believe what you just said. The power of faith. Say the power of faith. Abraham just said, I believe in you. When God said, saw that Abraham believes in him, he says, I have made you righteous. I've said it before. What God says you are is who you are. Do you hear what I said? So because God said, I've made you righteous, Abraham had become righteous. Is that not powerful? By his faith. Who heard that? And when you read down, down from 6, 7, 8, 9, you see the covenant that God established with Abraham. The purpose of that covenant was to make sure that the, the seed of Abraham, after biological order, including the Jews, will inherit the blessings of Abraham. So he included them. But you see, we are talking about us now. Are we talking about us now? Now take us back to Romans chapter 4. 
from verse 13, 14, where we're reading. Who, who saw this one right now? So Abraham believed God. That meant that any, any, any other person who believed God, just like Abraham, will be included in the blessings of Abraham. So there's the Abrahamic blessings in the order of faith. There's the Abrahamic blessing by covenant. After the flesh. Don't ever forget it. Then in Romans, Paul is trying to explain to the church in Romans, for what said the scripture, or what does the scripture say? Where was he quoting from? He was quoting from Genesis chapter 15 where we just read. He says, what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Not that he did anything, but he just believed. By his believing, or his, him expressing his faith in God, God said you are righteous. Is that true? Go to verse 4 quickly. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It says, Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. That means that if somebody works and is given a reward, it's not given to him because he expressed faith. It's given to him because he worked for it. So it's trying to differentiate between what Abraham received and how it's different from you using your works to receive something. That's the righteousness. Abraham was made right by the expression of his faith in the Lord. Amen. And I said, the leg upon which the blessings of Abraham stands, the blessings of Abraham stands, or the blessings of Abraham by faith stands, is the righteousness of God by faith. It says, now to him that worketh is the reward not record of grace. Now continue verse 5. But to him that worketh not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. The one who does not work, but believes. Believes on him that has the ability to justify the ungodly. That faith he expresses counts him for righteousness. You hear what I said there? Verse 6. I don't want to go and go to verse 13 quickly. Is that not powerful? We have a lot of scriptures to read today. So. And it says, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world. Have you seen the promise again? So Paul is speaking from where we just read in Genesis chapter 12 and Genesis chapter 15. And it says, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. But through the righteousness of faith, the promise was not that Abraham should be the heir of the world. It means that the Abrahamic blessings makes a person an heir of the world. Write it down. The Abrahamic blessings makes a person an heir or an inheritor of the world. Did you hear what I said? Then he says the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to Abraham's seed through the law. That means that the promise was not for those who were under the law of Moses. The promise was for those who were going to believe 
or express their faith in Jesus and then they will be made right. Why was Paul talking about this? Why? Because the Roman church thought that you know, Paul was sent to the Gentiles to preach the gospel to the Gentiles and to get the Gentiles to believe in Jesus and to be changed to become new men or new creation or Christians. Paul was sent. So in trying to argue like this, he was trying to tell them that the law was given. The law came to the Israelites through Moses. But before the law, the promise had been given. Now before the law of Moses and the Israelites crossing the Red Sea and all of that, and for Moses to go for the law from the mountains to bring to them, before then, God had 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 met Abraham, true or false, and had made a promise to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. So Paul is telling them that the promise that God made to Abraham was not because of those who were under the law. No. But continue. You catch this thing. Verse 14. For if they which are of the law be as, faith is made void. And the promise made of none effect. Do you see that? So if those who are of the law are the ones that God was referring to, when he said, in, in you shall all nations be blessed, in reality, if they were the ones, then, if the, 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 God was referring to the, the lineage of Abraham or the descendants of Abraham after biological order, including the Israelites, then faith is not necessary. And the promise is made of non-effect. Non Go to verse 15. Are we there? Are you following the reading? Because the law worketh wrath. For when no law is, there is no transgression. Go to verse 16. The law worketh wrath. So first of all, there is the promise. Okay? There is the covenant. There is faith that causes you to be included in the promise. Then there is you being born after the lineage of Abraham for you to be included in the Abrahamic blessing by covenant. But you see, God gave laws to the descendants of Abraham after the flesh. That is the Jews. Amen. So Paul is striking those differences that the law was given to these people. And it's not because the law came that they were made heirs. No. It was because a promise came or the promise came to Abraham. First of all. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. It is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Go to verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations 
before him whom he believed. So God said, I have made thee a father of many nations, and Abraham believed. True or false? Did you catch what I just said there? Can you see that on the, on, on the board? On the screen? Who is seeing that on the screen? I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed. Even God, who quickens the dead and calls the things which be not as though they were. So when Abraham said that, Abraham believed God with this intent that God is able to quicken or give life to the dead and even call the things which are not there as though they are or though they were. To In Abraham's mind, God has said he's the father of many nations and that meant that so be it. Catch it. He wasn't waiting to now see all nations coming to him. No. He just believed So continue verse 16, 17, 18. And it says, who again so believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. That is the power of faith. The power of what? Just saying that God said, this is how your seed will be. God showed him the stars and said, this is how your seed will be. The Abraham said that this God who has said that is able to raise the dead. And even called the things which be not as though they were. That means that in Abraham's mind, what God has said, or what God said to him, had already happened. When he says he called the things which are not there as though they were, it means that those things have already happened. In the mind of the one that they are talking to, or they are referring to. Oh, whoever I just said. Go to Galatians chapter 3. I'm just speaking these scriptures, very important scriptures. Come and shout glory. glory. Who is following what I'm teaching now? From verse 6. Galatians. Paul again is also talking here. Even as it, this is very, Galatians chapter 3 is very, is lengthy, yet very important scripture you, you need to catch tonight before you leave. Amen. Amen. On the blessings. Say on the blessings of Abraham. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. You see it here again. Abraham believed God and it was accounted, accredited to him. All righteousness was credited to his account because he believed God. So Paul said, even as Abraham believed God and God credited unto him righteousness, uh-huh, verse 7, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. They which are of faith. Now, reconciling verse 6 and 7 is very simple. True or false? That as Abraham believed God and righteousness was credited. Are you in this church? Are you reading on the screen or you are somewhere, somewhere? You are thinking of some aquella to eat or what? <laughs> Come on, shout Glory. So it says, even as Abraham believed God, are you following the teaching over there at the back? Because yes, it looks like you are not following. Galatians 6 and 7, reconcile. Give it to me again. 6 and 7. Very important. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Do you see it there? Then it says, even so. It says, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, 
the same are the children of Abraham. So if Abraham believed God and it was credited to him righteousness because he expressed faith in what God said, it says that we should also know, know ye therefore, is the King James English, any NIV or any New says, therefore also know that all those who are also of faith, the same are the children of, Abra of Abraham. Why are they the children of Abraham? Because they, are, they also express faith just like Abraham expressed faith. Who heard what I said there? I said, who heard what I just said there? Go to verse 8. So all of us who have expressed faith, just like Abraham did, are children of Abraham. Why are we children of Abraham? Because we express faith in God like Abraham expressed faith in him. So we are children of Abraham by faith or after the order of faith. Has Abraham given birth to you now, right now? Huh? <laughs> by faith. So, and the scripture, you see the scripture again. That's verse 8. It says, and the scripture, foreseeing all these are according to the foresight of God. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the hidden through faith, first of all, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So the, the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the hidden, says through faith, means that God will also credit into the account or the heart of the hidden through faith. If the hidden express faith in God, God will say, You are right, just like Abraham. God foreseeing that first of all decided to begin with Abraham. Listen to what I'm saying. That's what he's saying here. Preach before the gospel unto Abraham saying in thee shall all nations be blessed. That was the gospel that was preached and he believed. Without seeing it, he believed. Go to verse 9. So then, they which are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. They which are of faith. Say, I am of faith. I am of faith. Why? Because I have believed in the Lordship of Jesus. And I have expressed my faith. Because of that, I have been made the seed of Abraham. So it says, all those who are of faith, just like you, just like me, we are of faith. It says we are all blessed with faithful Abraham. Now, that means that all of us who have expressed faith, just like Abraham expressed faith in God, have the blessings that is on Abraham also on us. So it says we are blessed with faithful Abraham. You hear what I said there? What is the qualification? Our expression or the expression of our faith in God, just like Abraham did. But God foresaw it and started with Abraham and said, Once Abraham, you have believed, I make you right. The blessing is on your life. Through you, all nations will be blessed. Every nation, every individual, every person that believes and expresses faith in me, the same blessing that you have and the same righteousness you have is given to that person. You see how we are 
in the Abrahamic blessing. I don't even know how you are in the Abrahamic blessing now. So go on to the verse 10. If we have time, we have read the NIV alongside this. It has been very powerful, Lord, the New Living Translation. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Curse is everyone that continued not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continued not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Come to verse 11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Now, from verse 10 and 11 he explains is that when God made a promise to Abraham, and foresaw the age of Christ Jesus and his church. Before that, God started dealing with the descendants of Abraham by covenant. And when he started dealing with them, the Jews, he had told Abraham, your descendants will be slaves. And I will deliver them with a strong hand. And the Jews had become slaves through Joseph, who went to Egypt. And they had become slaves in Egypt. Amen. Then God delivered them out of Egypt. But after he delivered them, he gave them the laws, what we normally refer to as the law of Moses. In the basic level, we say the Ten Commandments. But it's not just the Ten Commandments, it's more than that. Did you hear what I said? If you heard that, shout glory. So the laws were given to the Israelites by faith. Now, the law was such that if anyone obeyed the law to the latter, they were, they were, they were made right. They were called righteous because they obeyed the law. I've said it before that the purpose of the law was to define sin. Now, when the law was given, it was given such that anyone that obeyed was made righteous. And anyone that obeyed the law of Moses also was blessed. Anyone that disobeyed the laws of Moses was under a curse. Deuteronomy chapter 28, quickly, before we come to Galatians 3.11 again. Take us to Deuteronomy chapter 28. That is, that's, that's the law of Moses and the blessings that come with it. You see, and this, this is the Abrahamic blessings channeled to the seed of Abraham after the flesh. Amen. Who heard what I said there? Are we there? Are we there? Are we there? And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, the Lord thy God will set thee high above all nations of the earth. That is the blessings. So he says that if you obey the law of Moses, these blessings, which is the Abrahamic blessing, will be manifested in your life. 
if you disobey the laws of Moses, then you'll be placed under a curse. Amen. Continue. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the, the Lord thy God. Continue. Blessed shalt shall thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Uh-huh. This is to the Israelites. This is to which people? To which people? So the law was given to them by Moses. To first of all let them know what was sin. Let them know what happens when they obey the law. They will be made righteous by their obedience. And because they will be made righteous, the blessings of Abraham will manifest in their lives. On the other hand, if they disobey the law, they will be unrighteous and they will be under a curse. So under the law of Moses, there were those who were under blessings and those who were under curses, depending on whether you obey the law or you disobey the law of Moses. Well, what I said there. So here he's telling them the kind of blessings, giving them the details, what the blessings entails. So he says, Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. And the fruit of thy ground, the fruit of thy body means that you can never say that I don't have a child. When you obey the law, none shall be barren. That's what he's talking about. The fruit of thy womb. And the fruit of thy ground. That means that you wouldn't do anything and nothing is coming out of it. And the fruit of thy cattle, even your animals that you wear, shall all be fruitful. The increase of thy kind, the flocks of thy sheep, continue Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? Continue. So, if you are here, you are not listening to what I'm saying. You should look at yourself whether you are seeing this kind of thing in your life. Before you think that now you have become too big to listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> Whoever I just said there. It says, Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou go out, goest out. Means, as you are coming in, you are blessed. As you are going out, you are blessed. There is too much substance in your life. He's talking to the Israelites. But he's giving them the details of the Abrahamic blessings. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? So that when we say, oh, the Abrahamic blessings is on you, this is how your life is supposed to be. That is telling the Israelites, this is what we are, you are supposed to be experiencing. <laughs> is that not powerful? Go to verse 7. The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come against thee one way. And they shall flee seven ways. That's a blessed person. When the enemies rise up against him, they flee seven ways. Continue. Is this powerful? Now when you come down, he talks about the curse. Look for it there. He talks about the curse. So if you obey, talking to the Israelites, so this is the detail of the Abrahamic blessings, but to the Israelites, if you obey the commandments or the laws, then you see all these blessings. If you disobey, then you see all these curses. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the, God, of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his st statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. 
So the law had two sides. The blessings of Abraham, the curses of the Lord on a person's life. The law. Did you hear what I said there? Depending on whether the person was obeying the law or disobeying the law. So it says, but it shall come to pass if thou all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Now continue verse 16 and see the curses. Curse shall thou be in the city and curse shall thou be in the field. Uh-huh. Curse shall be thy basket and thy store. So the direct opposite of the blessings. Depending on whether the new, the Old Testament man, the Jew, obeyed the laws of Moses or disobeyed the laws of Moses. If you understood what I just said, shout glory. glory. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy land, the of, of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Uh-huh. Verse 19. Cursed shall thou be when you go out, when you come in. Curses everywhere. Because you are disobeying the law. So that was the, what the Israelites were going through. The law. So now Paul is trying to explain to us that through faith we have access to the Abrahamic blessings just because Abraham believed God. He's telling us that. Take us back to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Where we're reading. Come on, shout glory. Who is following the teaching? Who is following? It's very important. So do you know how privileged we are, those of us now? If we were living under the law, then we would now have to obey the law of Moses to be blessed or disobey the law of Moses to be cursed. There was no middle ground. And when the scripture says, cursed shall thou be, or blessed shall thou be, malagadosh, Malik Adadash, you don't understand what that means. <laughs> this, but take us to verse 10 again. Know why I read this. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, curse is everyone that contains not in all things which are written in the book of the law. So he's telling the Galatians that you can't obey the law. Because the Galatian church was a New Testament church. And they had not come to understand the Abrahamic blessing, the righteousness that Abraham had, and the faith that Abraham expressed. Amen. He was telling them that if you want to obey the law, you will still be under a curse. Do you get what I'm saying? But, continue verse 11. But that no man is justified by the law but justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the righteous shall live by faith. Continue verse 12. This is so powerful. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. That is, the law is not of faith. The law is such that the one that doeth them, that is, is talking about the law of Moses, where you have to do the law, obey the law, then you live in the law. So when you obey the law, you are living in the law. If you are not obeying the law, you are not living in the law. 
or living under the law. That's what he's telling the church. The law is of faith, continue verse 13. Then he says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hanged on a tree. So when Jesus was on a tree, he was on a tree as a curse for everyone. So that the curse that, will, that those under the law of Moses would have will not be transmitted or transferred to those of us who are of faith. So it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, be made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Did Jesus hang, was Jesus hanged on a tree? So when he was hanged on a tree, he was hanged as a curse, a substitute. Verse 14. It says, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that you might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Who has seen it there? So now the blessing of Abraham, Jesus had dealt with the curse of the law. So that the blessing of Abraham, that he mentioned, and even went to the Ptolemy and mentioned, that is the details of the blessing of Abraham. Amen. That blessing will come on the Gentiles. Through Christ Jesus. So the Abrahamic blessing now has been given to the Christian through Christ Jesus. Did you hear what I said? Now, not only that is so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through it. I said, I said, when we talk about the blessing, the blessing is what? A, the divine influence of the Spirit. Of what? Now, why is he saying that the blessing, the blessing might come on the Gentiles that they might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith? It means that anyone who has received the Holy Ghost is also work, working under the Abrahamic blessing. One of the purpose for the giving of the Spirit is for us to receive the Abrahamic blessings. And for us to experience the Abrahamic blessings. So he says that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Why does he call it the promise of the Spirit? Because the Spirit had been promised. But now, that reality, that promise has been realized. So the Spirit is no longer a promise. He says that they might receive. Have we received? When you receive a promise, is it still a promise? No. So, the spirit of the Lord in the Christian is a seal. It's a guarantee that the Abrahamic blessing is at work in that Christian's life. Did you hear what I said? Oh, if you are heard, you are started glory. glory. The receiving of the Holy Ghost is a guarantee. In Ephesians, it says, it calls him in the, in the Ephesians and in, in Corinthians, calls him the, the, and we have received the earnest of his spirit. That is the guarantor. A deposit. Why? It means the Holy Ghost's presence is the presence of the Abrahamic blessings. And his presence is the one who is oversees the oppression of these blessings. 
Don't forget this scripture. It's very important. Are you in church this evening? Are you in church? Shout glory. Continue. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man can disannul it. Or add it. That, that's, he's saying after the manner of men, saying that he's using men as an example. And if a man makes a covenant with a, another man, he says, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be a man's covenant, yet it be confirmed. If two men make a covenant, Another man cannot destroy that covenant. Can a person destroy the covenant? No. Because the covenant between two men or can make it of none effect. No man can make a covenant between two people ineffective. Because a covenant between two persons. So he says, I speak after the man. Can you take us to NIV? I wish I had the NIV and all that combined. NIV and King James. But we don't have time. Is that not true? Some of you are already tired. If you are tired, child, glory, let me see. It says, brothers, let me take an example from everyday life. Do you see it there? Just as no, no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this case. Now continue verse 16. The promise or the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. The scripture does not say and to seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. Take us to King James. Is this not powerful? So the promise came before the law. So the law cannot make the promise non effect. Did you hear what I said? The promise was given to Abraham before the laws of Moses were given. True or false? I said true or false. Which one came first? Abraham or Moses? <laughs> Who came first? Abraham or Moses? <laughs> Come on, shall I? I heard somebody say Moses. So I want to see whether. <laughs> and this I say, take us to NIV again. Oh, this is powerful. Is this not powerful? What I mean is this. The law, introduced 430 years later, does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. This is not correct. Go back to King James Version. Are you in church or you have gone home? Or our uh, screen person is <laughs> shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So it says that, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ the law which was 430 years after cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none effect. So the, the law that was given cannot make the promise that was given none effect or disannul it. Because the promise was given before the law. You hear what I said there? That's what Paul is saying here. The promise. Why is he explaining some of these things? So that we know our inclusion in the blessing. 
and we understand what it means. Amen. You go down, you understand. Verse 18. Who is following this reading right now? For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise. But God gave the inheritance, or God make, made Abraham the heir of the world by promise. Not by, by, by law, but by promise. That's what he's saying. Uh-huh, continue. Malato Osita. Wherefore then severed the law? It was added because of transgressions. Do you see it? The law was added because of transgressions. And it was added till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels. That's the law. Ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Verse 20. Now a mediator is not a mediator of one. But God is one. He is distinguishing between the law and the promise. Amen. The law and the promise. Now continue. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given, which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been, should have been by the law. Verse 22. But the scripture has concluded all under sin. That the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. That the promise by faith of Jesus Christ. So the promise by faith of Jesus Christ is given to all that believe. I've told you the promise, the covenant. Have I told you that? The promise, then the law. That came after 400, 400 years before the law came. The, prom the promise came. Then after 400 and something years, the law was given to the Israelites. So he's saying that the law that came later cannot make ineffective the promise that was given to Abraham. And what is the promise? In you shall all nations be blessed. What is the promise? I've made you the inheritor of this world. So that in their minds, why is he explaining so that in their minds, they don't think that because the law came, it has made the promise non-effective. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? And it's explained so that we also know that by the promise, by the realization or the fulfillment of this promise, we have also been made the seed of Abraham through the order of faith such that the blessings of Abraham is on our lives and in our spirits through the Holy Ghost. Come on, shout hallelujah to that. Hallelujah. And that means that there is no Christian living under any kind of curse. No. Now, no, I know people teach about the curse of your forefather and the curse of, of that and maybe your bloodline and all that. Those are all teachings coming as a result of ignorance of this scripture. Why? Because the curse of your forefather cannot make ineffective the promise that God gave to Abraham. Why? The promise was given to Abraham before your forefather came. I don't know whether you heard what I said. I said what? The promise was given to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. That in you shall all nations be blessed. That's the blessing, the promise of the blessing. That's also the preaching of the gospel. It means a lot, eh? 
Shout glory. So your forefathers' idol worship can't make ineffective. I'm going to forefathers after the flesh. Cannot make ineffective or render ineffective the promise that has been given by God to Abraham. Even before that, your forefather who just lived maybe 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Because this is talking about over 2,000, over 4,000 years ago. Did you hear what I said? So the Abrahamic blessing after the order of faith came before anybody's forefather was even born. And the oppression of the forefather and all that and the worship of idols can also not make ineffective this blessing of Abraham in the life of the Christian who has believed. Did you hear what I said? So if we will read Galatians 3 and understand all the teachings on come and let's break ancestral curse, bloodline curse, and all of that wouldn't be preached. It's not a gospel. I said what? It's not the gospel. It's not the gospel. It's not a preaching. I said it's not what? It's not a preaching. So any man of God who specializes in preaching, in breaking ancestral curses, it's not preaching. It's not what? It's not preaching. Why? Because even the law of Moses could not render the promise ineffective. The law of Moses, how many years ago that the law of Moses was given? So what makes you think that forefathers idol of some 200 years or 50 years ago or 100 years can now make ineffective what the law couldn't make ineffective. Did you hear what I said? So the promise and the blessing is on the Christian. It can't be overturned by any ancestral power. It can be what? I know that there are operations of demons in the life of certain Christians who allow themselves. But no demon can stop the Abrahamic blessing. No demonic oppression. If a Christian is not experiencing the Abrahamic blessing, it's because the Christian does not know what to do. It's not because there's a demon that is, that is what? Stopping the blessing. I don't know whether you heard what I said. If you heard that child, glory. Can a demon stop the blessing that God gave to Abraham over years ago, a demon stopped that blessing? No. A demon can't come in between you and God's blessing. Or the Abrahamic blessing. Am I teaching you something today? Get that well. No demon can stand in between you and the Abrahamic blessings. No demon. See, man of God, why? Because the blessing of Abraham on the Christian is by faith of the Christian in the Lordship of Jesus. And it has a guarantor called the Holy Ghost. A seal. A seal means that I give you a letter that this house belongs to you and I stamp it and give a signature. It can't be changed. A guarantor also means that it also means that I give you a deposit of something. And that deposit means that any other thing you want can be given to that deposit or because of that deposit. So it says that the, the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles that we might receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. 
Have we received the promise of the Spirit by faith? Yes, we have. Is the Abrahamic blessing on us now? Yes, it is. Who are we then? Let's continue. Is that not powerful? Go to verse 23. But before faith came, we were kept under the law. Last Sunday, I talked about the writings of Paul. When he says, for instance, we were kept under the law, it looks like we were the ones kept under the law. Were we the ones kept under the law of Moses? No. Were you the one? When Moses was there, were you there? When the Israelites were fighting with the Amalekites, were you there? But it says we were kept. So, and it says we were kept under the law. So if we pick it from there, we would say, oh, we are all kept under the law of Moses. But is that correct? That is why you must go back and listen to Sunday's message. When I talk about the differences in the dispensations and seeing things from the perspective, reading the Old Testament and the entire Bible from the perspective of the New Testament. And I said, the writings of Paul informs us about how God worked with men in the pre-Old Testament times, in the Old Testament times, and even the new creation. That the writings of Paul, I said it informs us about the first Adam and his generation, about God's covenant with the Israelites, and also the second Adam and his generation. Oh, what I just said there. I said that last week and I explained a lot of things. Last Sunday, just this Sunday. So maybe you just came to church and looked at my face and you went back. It will be like Chinese movie when you read the Bible. You didn't hear what I said? And without you knowing what belongs to you, you can't have faith for it. That's what is important we teach. We teach. Take the messages very serious. You can never have faith for the manifestation of the Abrahamic blessing if you know nothing about it. You can't have faith for healing if you know nothing about healing. Did you hear what I said? What you don't know, you can't have faith for. You may have faith as a gift, the measure of faith, but you will never be able to express that faith in realizing what the scriptures have said concerning you. So you'll be living like somebody who is under curse. So when the prophet tells you under curse, you say, it's true, sir. Every time I you touch anything, doesn't work, you say, it's true, sir. It's a curse of your father. You say, it is true. You can't be under the curse of any father. You can't. Do you know what it means when it talks about the promise? I'll show you something right now. That's why I titled this two immutable things. I'll get you there before we close. Say, so get us there, get us there. When we go, we are going to sleep. Say, get us there, sir. I said, say, get us there, sir. <laughs> Shout glory. You don't want to get there. You want to be like Moses who never entered the promised land. He says, but before faith came, we were kept under the law. Shut up unto the faith which would afterwards be revealed. Oh, Jesus Christ. When I'm explaining scriptures like this, and I'm looking at your face, I'm looking at people, say, ah, these people don't know what I'm reading. They're kept under the law. Shut up unto the faith that was what? That should afterward be revealed. I remember my teaching on faith, I explained is the faith which should afterwards be revealed. That is the, the faith of the New Testament. 
That is the gift of faith. That is the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith. That's what he's talking about here. Before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Continue verse 24. Oh. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. Now, a schoolmaster there is not a school, a school head teacher. Amen. The word he uses there is a guardian. A guardian. A person in a home, a person is like a servant who has been given the responsibility of holding the, the, the legitimate children's hands and taking them to school or to places. It's called a schoolmaster. So if in your house, for instance, you have somebody who takes children to school, he's not your biological child, but you've given the personal responsibility, a male servant, that when the children are going, you hold their hands and take them to wherever you take them to the park and all that, like a guardian of the children, that person is referred to in the King James language as a, a schoolmaster. So he says the law was a schoolmaster. Did you hear that? Hmm. This one says, our trainer, our guardian, our guide to Christ to lead us. Until Christ came, that we might be justified. Go back to King James. The Amplified is sometimes too much English. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Continue. But after that faith is come, has faith come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. See, I am no longer under a schoolmaster. I'm a child of faith. Continue. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. I thought I would hear an amen to that. For we are all, say I am. We are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The word baptized into Christ, baptizo, to dip into, to put on means to be soaked. So it says we have been soaked. Oh, that's what I said. You see what I said? So if I am, I have been baptized into Christ, I've been dipped into Christ. Do you know what it means? Do you know what it means to be dipped into something? And to put on Christ, like I'm putting on this dress. Am I not putting on Christ now? Now, if I'm putting on Christ, where would the ancestral curse pass to come? Did you hear what I said? Will it pass over the Christ I'm putting on? Or it will remove that Christ? Is it possible? That says we are all children of God by faith in Christ. See, we are believing and, and spending time on certain things because we are ignorant. I said because we are what? Ignorant. Ignorant. There are no curses in any Christian's life. I've said it before that when they say that your father's curse is on you, ask which father. Do you hear what I said? Because you trace your, your lineage to Abraham. That's what he's explaining in Galatians chapter 3. So I trace my lineage to Abraham. 
I'm blessed with faithful Abraham. When he says faithful, it's not English faithful. Faithful. Abraham full of faith. So those of us who are of faith are blessed with Abraham who is full of faith. I thought I would hear hallelujah to that one. For as many of you that have been baptized into Christ, I say I've been baptized into Christ. Say I've been baptized into Christ. Say I have put on Christ. So in the spirit, we have put on Christ. What I say we have put on Christ? When we look at you on your body, you are not putting on Christ. You are putting on a blue shirt. Or a green shirt. But when have you put, where have you put on Christ? Who can tell me? In your spirit. How have you put on Christ? That the blessing of the Gentiles, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, and what? That you might receive the promise of the spirit by faith. So the Holy Ghost to be baptized into Christ. Is this not powerful? We are baptized into the body of Christ through the Holy Spirit. Last Sunday said by one spirit, we all have access to the Father. These are truths. These are scriptures. These are what? These are truths. <laughs> And glory. I look like a lawyer arguing for arguing, arguing the case. Is that not true? Because it says that we have put on Christ. So now in your spirit, you are wearing the holy the person of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Ghost is the presence of Christ. Have I said that before? So when it says you have put on Christ, you have been baptized into the Spirit. And you are wearing the Holy Ghost like a garment in this body. No curse can touch your head, no matter where it's coming from. Even in the Israelites, even in the Old Testament, what did he say? He said, He suffered no man to do them wrong. Saying, Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. He disallowed anyone from doing them wrong. Then he told Balaam, says you cannot curse these people that are blessed. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? He says, surely there is no enchantment against Israel. Or no divination against Jacob. There is no enchantment against Israel. Do you know that, what it means? There is no enchantment against Israel. Then there is no divination against Jacob. There is no enchantment against Israel. And there is no divination against Jacob. I, this is powerful. This is powerful. He's talking about Israel and Jacob. Now he's telling us something more superior to that message. That we have been put into God. We have been dipped into God. And now we are wearing him. Anybody wearing the spirit of God is wearing God. Like a garment. Who oh, heaven I just said there? If you understand only this scripture alone, even if you, you, I don't know what to say, you still come out. I've put on Christ. Say, I've put on Christ. I'm wearing Christ like a garment. 
in my spirit. And it says, for as many of you that have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Did you know you have put on Christ? Verse 28. Now look at what is happening. It says, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Come on, shout glory to that. So there is no gun or what? Hausa. Is there gun or Hausa here? There is no what? Add more, add more. Yoruba or Kokumba. And there is no male nor female. For all of us are one in Christ Jesus. So if somebody is trying to trace you to be a gang, and because your lineage is the man check family, and those people they are do this and that, you say no, no, that's not what he says. He says, but well, there is no gun here. Did you hear what I said? I belong to Christ Jesus. I'm of the seed of Abraham. The blessings of Abraham is in my life. I'm a child of faith. I live by faith. It means as Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him for righteousness. I have believed in God through Christ Jesus. It's counted to me for righteousness. I believe everything God says, just like Abraham did. That is, that's why he said, he said one word, he says, the just shall live by faith. If every word of scripture is what you know. Then what about the other side? I don't know that one. What about the report? No, no, I don't know that one. It's according to what God has said in his word. That's a child of faith. That's what? Now continue, verse 29. Those of you at the back shout, Glory! Glory. <laughs> and if ye be Christ, have you seen it there? Yes, have you put on Christ? Yes, sir. I said, have you put on Christ? Yes, sir. So maybe today you came to church thinking that you are wearing a, a what? What is the color? You are wearing a suit or a green dress or a blue dress or a yellow dress or shirt or whatever it is. You go out, by the time you go out, say, I'm putting on Christ. I'm putting on Christ. I'm putting on Christ in the name of Jesus. Christ is at work in my spirit, at work in my body, at work in my business. In the name of Jesus. I'm not ordinary. I'm untouchable. He told Balaam, he says, Balaam, you can't curse those that are blessed. Referring to the Israelites. They were, they were not putting on Christ. <laughs> but he says, you can't curse that which I have blessed. He says, anytime Abraham raised an, uh, Balaam raised an altar and wanted to curse the Israelites, when he opened his mouth, blessings were was just pouring out. Malaganubo, you are blessed. You are fruitful. You are taking over the nations. <laughs> Somebody who has erected an altar to curse. Once he opens his mouth to say, I, he says, you are blessed. Oh, shall glory. <laughs> if you be Christ, that is, if you have put on Christ, if you belong to Christ, it says, then are you Abraham's seed? Do you see there? Why? Because the promise to his seed was to Christ. So if the promise to his seed, and he did not say seeds, as of many seeds, but he said seed as of one person, referring to Christ, and we belong to that Christ, then the same way the Christ is the seed of Abraham, we are also what? The seed of Abraham. So if you be Christ, then are ye, this is English, if you are Christ, 
You see the Christ, you see the apostrophe S? Do you see the apostrophe S there? What does that mean? It means a sense of belongingness. If you belong to Christ, that's what NIV will say, New Living will say, then you are, say, I am, I am. Abraham's seed. And as according to the promise. So Abraham's promise was for him to be the heir of the world. So if I'm the seed of Abraham and an heir according to the promise, who am I? The heir of the world. So it is not strange to God if you possess things. Did you hear what I said? And through the understanding of blessings, the Spirit of the Lord can orchestrate anything in the world into your hands. With the mind of the spirit that it belongs to you already. Yes, <laughs> it means that job belonged to you before Hallelujah. you got it. Hallelujah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, it's not like it is a this one is grace that has given it to me. Do you, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, when you understand the Abrahamic blessing, that says that you are the heir of the world. It means that anything that you get is something that has already be, that already belonged to you all these years. But you have not yet handled it or realized it by reason of you being part of the Abrahamic blessings. Who is hearing the mind of the Spirit now? You are asked according to the promise. Continue. Is this not powerful? Then you see in Galatians 4, it talks about the heir, don't go there. As long as he's a child, it's not different from a servant. Why? It says he's the heir of the world. But it is that air, as long as it's a nepios. That means as long as it's an infant, he's not different from a servant. So you say, I'm an heir of God, yet I'm not seeing it. You are a nepios. Wake up. Do what? Those are the disadvantages of the one who doesn't want to learn. Papa is teaching. Oh, the papa is also. Forget that thing. Is that not strange? And keep sitting down there, sitting down. Sitting down. You'll be a servant, you'll be a servant, you'll be a servant. When something small comes to your hand, you make a lot of noise. And you say, look at him making a lot of noise about this small. This is nothing. The whole world belongs to you. I'm talking about chewing gum. <laughs> this common chewing gum, you are making noise about it. Dog, is that not true? Uh, nation, say, nations belong to me. I own things. I own things. Now go to before I close, Hebrews chapter 6. I don't I want to kill this one today. Say, kill it. It's a man of God, kill it. And I enter into other areas the next time. But you have to listen to this message and read alongside and open the newer translation. King James, sit down. Do it for your benefit. I've told you, this is your 2,000 Ghanaians you are making noise. It can't pay bills. So. 4,000 can't pay. You need another source. There's a, there's a, there are streams of income that you must activate. Yes, that you must do what? Activate. activate. It can come through a major contract. It can come through a major job. It can come through what? Ravens. Through ravens. It can come through fishes. It can come through an inheritance. Desire to see these manifestations. 
Do you hear what I'm saying? Because some of you are sitting down here as we enter into crusades in nations and going to nations to do things. You just wait and say, Papa, I've taken care of that. That is why you have to be, that's why you have to walk in these blessings. It's not when we say we are going to do a major crusade. Say, hey, we are all, hey, how much are we? Hey, 200. That's not small. Hey, I have school fees to pay. Hey, man of God. Hey. Christians who talk about, they don't understand the blessings. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. Say, so we are traveling. Say, so all those, you are, all you, man of God, you and your crew. Because we won't be like this forever. We are going places. We are going nations. We are going with a team. You so say, all you and your crew, all your bills are on me. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. I sorted. My wife and I did that. We've done that before at a lower level. When we hosted a man of God and all his crew before we hosted all their crew. You must learn that. Because as we grow, as we go into the world to take over nations, you should be so blessed that we would even call you. You just sit down and say, Papa, ah, I saw that crusade. Where, where is it? It's, it's on me. You've taken it. Who wants to do that? Ah. Is that not powerful? You may not look like it in the physical, but you must not look like it. You already look like it in the word. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13. Let me kill this one right now. Shout glory, man of God. Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? I said, is that not powerful? Very important. You are in the church, you look around and you see that something is not there. So I'm, I'm buying, this camera, I'm buying it for the church. How much is it? They said it's 30,000 camera. You say, oh, I just buy this camera. <laughs> Is that same this word? Right. <laughs> is that not powerful? Oh, how much is this, this camera? Is this 20,000? 20,000? How much are we buying? How, how many are we buying? So we are buying 10 of that. Say 10 of that. Tell the, 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 whoever is there to come and take the check to on Monday. Is that not blessings? All these struggles here and then going and coming. The blessing of the Lord is working in your life this year. Amen. Just look at it here again. I want you to see this before I close. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear, this camera you see standing here, this camera, this camera, everywhere you go is 25,000 Ghana cities. This one. Let them see. Check, turn your back and see it. See it. See it there. We had the means to bring it to 19,200. This camera there. And even this one is just by, uh, what do you call it, negotiation. <laughs> ah, Pastor Fred, is that true or false? It's by negotiation, the power of negotiation. By Godwin, is that true or false? So this is 19,000. Standing, that small thing standing like that. There is 200 ad- attached. The one on it alone is around 4,500. That small thing on it. Do you see it there? So imagine we are buying 10 of this because of the capacity. 10 of 19,000 is how much? Huh? And you come and say that to oh, my salary that I get is 4,000. By the time you add it, won't it take us 10 years to buy one camera? Do you get what I'm saying? I'm trying to drive your heart into what the Spirit of God can open up in your life. Today we had a, we had a testimony like that of one lady 
who have been in church for a while and God just opened a, a, a gate for them. Hallelujah. But we'll talk about that later on. Yes, sir. She's so excited. That is so powerful. But it's because of the blessings. It's because of what? The blessings. The blessings. You can be in a particular position for some years. Don't, I say it every time. Don't, don't be in a hurry. Just work things out there. Say work things out. By the time you explode from that chair. I'm just mentioning some of these things for you to know, like the camera and all that, that this thing is not a, 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 a mobile phone. It's not what? It's not a mobile phone at all. It's not iPhone 13 at all. It's very important. You have to walk in the blessings of Abraham. In fact, you have to also enjoy your life and see good days. I'll show you why the blessing. I'll show you. I'll show you. You can live long and not see good days. I said what? Oh. One day I'll take you to a village that I know of. There are people who are 130 years. When you see them, they are hiding in their heart somewhere. For when God made promise to Abraham, oh, this scripture is powerful. Is it not powerful? It says, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater or nothing greater, he swore by himself. So when we talk about two immutable things, first of all, one is the promise. The second is the oath. Write it down. Two immutable things. One is the promise. The second is what? The oath. O-A-T-H. <laughs> Shout glory. It's when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by nothing greater, he swore by himself. Go to verse 14. He swore by himself. We see that in, in Genesis chapter 20. When Abraham went to sacrifice his only son, and God swore by, him, by himself, that swearing was because of this scripture. That swearing. It says that, saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee. And multiplying, I will multiply thee. Surely. Say surely. surely. Go to verse 15. This is a very interesting scripture. And so, after Abraham had patiently endured, you see the role of patience, he obtained the promise. Go to verse 16. For men verily swear by something which is greater. That is when men want to swear or make an oath. They swear by something which is greater. True or false? They don't swear by that something which is lesser. When somebody is being inaugurated into whatever office and they are swearing, they don't swear by something which is lesser. True or false? They swear by something which is greater. So this, men verily swear by something which is greater. And an oath is made for confirmation or an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Meaning that if there is this kind of ambiguity involved because of that oath that is why when you go to court before you talk what happens? You swear an oath. Why do you swear an oath? Because in reality they believe that once you swear, 
whatever you say is true. It's what you actually saw or what actually happened. Even though men lie. Is that not true? People lie and all that. But in reality, you do that because they know once you swear and you are speaking, you are speaking the truth. You can't change your mind. You can't, you can't say things which did not happen. Is that true? Of, true? It's true. So he says that when somebody makes an oath, it is, it is an end of all strife. Chese, in he said, You can't argue about what he's saying. Because you believe that because he's speaking after an oath has been made, after he has uh, sworn an oath, what he's saying is true. What you say is not, what the person says is not disputable. Is that true? So it says, For men verily swear by the greater an oath. Maybe I'll let you give you the NIV. Go to verse 17. Quickly before we close. Oh, are you in church? Yes, sir. Why in God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel. That means that God willing to prove that really he has made a promise and to let all of us, us, say me, 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 know the unchange, the immutability means the unchangeability of what he has said. That I have said that in blessing I have blessed you. I have said that you are blessed. I can't change my mind on it. For us to be so sure that God can't change his mind when he says he has blessed us. Or when he says he has blessed Abraham and his seed. Including us. Are you hearing? For us to be very certain. And to be 100% sure. That God won't change his mind or can't change his mind. God swore by himself. Who heard that? Did you hear that? So God gave a promise which cannot be changed. Then he swore again. So that nobody can say, God said you bless me, he has not blessed me. Or he has changed his mind on the blessing. And all that. God wanting to prove the sincerity. Wanting to prove his sincerity about the promise of blessings. Or the promise of the Abrahamic blessings on our lives. God wanting to prove it. This is why he swore to Abraham. And said, by myself have I sworn that in blessings I'll bless you. And in multiply, I'll multiply you. For him to prove how sincere he is, he swore by himself. Did you hear that? This is so powerful. Anytime I stumble on this scripture, I just shake my head in disbelief that God wants to prove to us that what he has said concerning the blessing cannot be changed. He cannot change it. Nobody can change it. And to prove his, the sincerity of his heart. To let us know how sincere he is. Sometimes because you want to prove how sincere you are, you buy a promise ring. True or false? In a relationship, you say, take this promise ring. Is that not true? Or I said, is that not true? I know there are some men who just give the promise to the promise what ring from place to place. They are distributors of promise rings. When they enter here, they give one. They go here, they give one. They go here, they give one. There are people like that, but I'm not talking about men here. <laughs> I'm talking about when somebody sincerely wants to prove their love. 
Is that not true? And you want to sincerely prove your marriage. You add an oath to it. I do wear thee, I do wear thee, and all of that. And then you wear the ring. So that as long as the ring is on, you know my husband loves me. I'm a, I'm a what? Legally wedded wife or husband. Is that not true? God's ring was swearing by himself. So it says to prove, to prove. He confirmed it by an oath. That's a colon there. Go to verse 18. He confirmed it by an oath. I'll let you go to NIV before we go. If you don't see this scripture, all the things I've said to you will still be like, uh, okay, it's there. One day, one day. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. Two immutable things. Two unchangeable things. What are those two things? The promise and the oath. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Now, if God wants in, in, in the quest to prove the sincerity of his promise concerning the blessings, swears by himself because there was nothing greater to swear by, it means that the promise of the blessing is as important to God as God himself is as important to himself. Do you hear what I'm saying? He swore by himself. Because when he looked around, there was nothing greater than him to swear by. If there was something greater than God, God would have sworn by it. When he looked, there was nothing greater. Nothing greater than God. Say, nothing greater than God. So he swore by himself. So the blessing is as important as God is as important in our lives. If God can swear by himself concerning the blessing, then he wants us to see that the, this blessing of Abraham is so important to him and to us who have believed. If you hear that child, glory. Continue verse 19 and let me close with that. The end of this scripture. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. We sing this song. We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure was the billows fast into the rock. This is, this is this, that translation song should be sung in this direction. So which hope we have as an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast and which entered into that within the veil. Verse 20. Oh. Malagadosh. Whether the forerunner is for us entered. Jesus has entered. Even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Who heard what I just read right now? Give us the NIV and let me read that one last before we close. Go to NIV from verse 13 again. Let me read it. Whilst you look on the screen. If you are, if you are blessed by this shout glory. glory. It is when God made his promise to Abraham. Since there was no one greater for him to swear by. Raphael, are you reading it there? He swore by himself. Since there was no one greater for him to swear by. He did what? He swore by himself. He says, by myself have I sworn. 
that in blessings are little. So there cannot be one quarter of doubt in your mind. Even if you are in the prison, you walk out of the prison and still become a leader of what nations. Is that not powerful? Saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. Continue. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Continue. Men swear by someone greater than, de, than, than themselves. Do you see the newer translation? And an oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. An oath puts an end to all argument. Continue verse 17. That's why are you here? Or you are eating some wache? Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his promise, of his purpose very clear to us, who are the heirs of the promise, to us. It says to the heirs of what was promised, who are the heirs? Say, I am. I am. He confirmed it with an oath. Continue verse 18. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, Two unchangeable things in which it is, it is impossible for God to lie. Oh, we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. Hallelujah. Shout glory. glory. A two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. It is impossible for God to lie. The promise and the oath. The promise has been fulfilled. Hallelujah. We are not now walking in the promises of God. We are, we are looking for God to fulfill his promise. Lord, fulfill your promise in my life. The promise has been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. I didn't hear hallelujah to that. Hallelujah. This is all the promises of God in Christ. It says they are yea and they are amen. So be it. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Where I just lift up your right hand, wherever you are seated. And just thank the Lord for his word. Just thank the Lord for his word. Just thank the Lord for his word. If you are online, I want to thank you for joining us. Is that not powerful? On, online. And see you again this Wednesday as we continue this series. Amen. Amen. I bless you all in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare that the blessings of the Lord is working in your life. As you walk in the light of the blessings. You walk in the manifestations of the blessings of Abraham in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are, the, you are an heir of God and a joint heir through Christ Jesus. You are not ordinary in the name of the Lord Jesus. Little things don't belong to you. Great things are yours. The world is yours. The things in the world are yours. He says in one, one passage, he says all things are yours. Hallelujah. I declare that different channels of streams of the manifestations of the blessings in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Shall